Hey Rip City, this is Anthony Simons, and it's time to open the briefcase with Casey Hodo. Greetings, Blitzer fans, and welcome to the briefcase. Thank you so much, Ant, for that wonderful introduction. We really appreciate your support here on the briefcase. Plenty of things to talk about from the last couple days here at Rip City. Let's go ahead and get right down to it. The Trailblazers currently sit at 4-1 and one after five games, which is tied with Utah Jazz for first in the Western Conference, just like we all thought it was going to play it after the first five games. Blazers losing their first game of the season Wednesday night, 1-19-98, to the Miami Heat at the Moda Center. Obviously, the bigger loss was losing Damian Lillard, which we will talk about in just a moment. But before we get to that, let's look at a couple season stats after the first five games of the season. The Blazers are currently 13th in offensive rating at 112.3 points scored per 100 possessions, which puts them in between the Pacers at number 12 and the Raptors at 14th, and they're 15th in defensive rating at 110 points allowed per 100 possessions, and the difference between those two numbers is their net rating, which is 2.3, which ranks 12th in the NBA so far this season. So a pretty good job there. The Blazers doing it so far with an average offense and an average defense, which to start the season, I think you feel pretty good about that. You assume that the offense is going to come around as the season goes on and as these guys get to know each other a bit better. And they played some pretty difficult teams already. So the fact that their defensive rating is about average, which I think is probably what their goal would be for this season. Obviously, they'd like to be higher, but I think they feel like if they can do what they feel like they can do on the offensive end and have an average defense, that that will set the groundwork for where they want to go in the future. So it's coming around. It's not there yet but they're going to get there. And they're 4-1, so even though they haven't played their best basketball yet, the fact that they have four wins says a lot of good things about this team and where they're going. On the betting front, the Blazers are 4-1 versus the spread this season, which makes sense considering that they have not been favored in a game yet this season. That's going to change here on Friday, which we'll talk about. The Blazers are already 10% of their way to hitting their season-long over of 39.5 wins per season. So if you're one of those people that felt like the Blazers were a good bet on the over, you have to be feeling pretty good about the way their season started out. However, even the most optimistic of you can't feel too awful good about the news that Damian Lillard will be out, at least for probably one game, with a right calf strain. Dame left the game versus the Heat at the Moda Center Wednesday night. He rose up for a three midway through the third quarter, which seemed to trigger their injury. He tried to play for another possession before asking out of the game. Damian doesn't sound too awful worried about it. Team doesn't seem too awful worried about it. He didn't have an MRI after the game, which is usually a pretty good sign. He made a real point in his postgame comments to note that he wasn't concerned about the injury, that he could have kept playing if there was really something on the line and it wasn't the fifth game of the season. So let's go ahead and actually hear what Damian had to say. This is really one of those times where I feel like it's especially helpful to hear what the player is saying about the injury rather than just reading about it. The inflection, the way that Damian's talking about it, I think gives you a pretty good indication of how he feels about the injury at least. And that's something that you just can't get when you're reading quotes. So let's go ahead and hear what Damian had to say about the injury after the game versus the Heat. Cab just tightened up. Um, before the game, it was a little, it's a little bit tight, like a little bit irritated, but nothing that I hadn't felt before. I mean, as the game went on, it was it wasn't getting worse, but I just was I was aware of it. At halftime, I put my calf sleeve on underneath my tights just because I was you know wanted to put some compression on it. You know, it felt the same to start the third, and then you know on the the last shot that I made. When I rose up real quick, I just, you know, I just felt it get real tight. Went back on defense just to see like it, how it would feel. It felt fine running up the court, and then the next time I did another move, I tried to stop, and I just felt how tight it was. And it wasn't like something happened. It was just like let me just let me just get it off the court and see what's going on. But it wasn't it wasn't nothing that I was like overly concerned with. I just knew it wouldn't it didn't make sense to try to push through it in the, in the fifth game of the season. I was just let's get to the back and see. So it's strange. Probably just a strain. I mean, I did treatment. I was able to do single leg calf raises, double leg. I was able to do everything. It just was it was tight. And, um, you know, that was it. I mean, honestly, I, if this was a playoff game, I would have played. And, you know, it would have been tight and uncomfortable, but I, I would have played. Sure. So, um, 
you know, if that gives you any indication of like how concerned I, I am now or would have been, I would have been feeling if it's really on the line, I would have played. This morning, I kind of, I mean, you just never know. You know, sometimes you get up and your body is just a little bit sore, so I didn't really pay too much mind to it. I actually got in the cold tub after shoot around this morning, just up to literally up to my calves just to do some extra recovery. Um, before the game, I got on the table like I always do. I got on the table like I always do, and you know, it, it felt fine. You know, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary for me. Whereas, you know, I went on the court, I felt, I felt good, and it just, it just tightened up on me. Um, so, you know, it, I guess the way our schedule is, is, is fortunate. You know, we got a, a game Friday, winnable game, and then after that, I, well, we got three or four days before we play again. So, you know, now I just gotta, gotta be smart. You know, so just. Make sure I'm getting, you know, a couple of treatment sessions in each day. Just try to stretch it, you know, so probably not going to be playing that game Friday. You know, then that'll give me, what, six six days of, you know, maybe two sessions some days, three sessions some other days, and then, you know, try to be ready for that one. But we'll see. I said it before the season started. Like, I didn't, I didn't come into the season, you know, overly wound up, even when I came to the back. You know, everybody was like, it's okay, just calm down. And I was just like... I just kind of laughed, like, of course, you know what I mean? Like, it's our performance staff that was back here, you know, they, because they know how I am, so. Mm -hmm. And I did, when I came back here, the first thing, I, after they looked at it, I was like, all right, you know, you can just retake me and I'll just go to the bench and I'll see how I feel. And they was like, no, you know, you know, they was just, they know how I am, so they just was trying to calm me down. Like, it's going to be okay. And I was just like, I was just calm about it, you know, and I think that's, that's kind of how I feel about it right now is like, our team is on the right track, so I'm not like overly, concerned about that and I'm also not concerned about myself you know I think I'm just I'm in a place where it's just do what I got to do the next couple of days get ready and like my mind is there so when it's time to go I'm gonna go and that's it we got to stay prepared you know it's um you got a, a lot of guys on this team that are capable and sometimes you know you don't play for a little bit you're on the bench you don't know when your time is gonna come and it's just a lesson and you always got to be prepared got to stay into the game plan. You got to stay tapped into the team because you never know when that moment is going to come and how much the team is going to need you. So I think that's the lesson in it. That's it. You know, we got another game. I got to do what I got to do. We got to keep our same type of energy. You know, I, I told the team after the last game, like we're going to lose at some point. But the most important thing is being able to hold on to the energy and what we what we created. And um, you know, now it's time to do that. We'll be OK. You know, and it's it's one of those things where if we can't be OK in these moments, then then who are we for real? You know what I mean? Like, it, who are we really? Because it's really going to come down to, to us as a unit, not just me. So it's unfortunate, but it happens. You know, we won't be the first or, or the last team to, to have something like this happen, but we got to be mature enough and strong enough as a team to just kind of keep rolling. So there you go. Damian Lillard, calm as always, discussing the injury that he suffered versus the Miami Heat Wednesday night. As he mentioned there, very likely that he will not play in the game versus the Rockets. And then the team has four days off before they face the Memphis Grizzlies, which you never want to have injuries. But if you're going to have injuries, having an opportunity to rest guys versus one, a team that is one and four and is in the rebuilding phase, and then having four days off before facing a team like the Memphis Grizzlies, a Western Conference contender, that shakes out about the best you could possibly ask for in terms of rehabilitation 
rehabilitation from an injury. We should point out here that it's not necessarily the case that Dame is going to be back for that game versus the Grizzlies. I think it's very possible he will. I think maybe it's even likely that he will. But injuries, particularly soft tissue injuries, can be a bit tough to gauge sometimes. And I'm sure it's one of those instances where they're really going to go through the paces to make sure that Damien is completely healthy before they put him back out there. They don't want to have a situation where he re-aggravates that injury and then he's out for a considerable amount of time when if they had just taken a little bit of extra time on the front end and made sure they got that calf right, the situation wouldn't have been as bad as it turned out. So very possible that he ends up playing Wednesday night versus the Grizzlies. Almost no chance he ends up playing Friday night versus the Rockets, but none of those things are set in stone yet. The team not having practice on Thursday, at least an open practice for media, so we won't find out any updates about Dame status or anything else about the injury until pregame Friday night. But more than anything, I think the most interesting part of Damien's comments were about what kind of team are we? And his comments that, look, if I can't miss a game or two here and there and we're not competitive, what does that mean about our team as a whole? What does that say about what progress we've made or haven't made if we still can't go out and play a quality brand of basketball if I'm not on the court? I don't think this is exactly the best indication, but they did not look very good versus the Heat once Dame went off the court. I think that game was already heading that direction anyways. Blazers, far too many turnovers. The Miami Heat, a quality defensive outfit and really seemed to bother the Blazers. So I don't know that necessarily was because Dame went out, but it obviously wasn't helped when Dame went out. And we're going to get a good idea of just exactly what this team is, who this team is, what their identity is, the longer the Damien is out. Now, hopefully that won't be too long. I don't think anyone really needs to find out exactly what this team is without Damian Lillard, seeing as how he's under contract for the next six years, but it never hurts for everyone to get a good sense of where exactly are we at without our best player. You don't want to have to play that way. Hopefully they won't have to play that way for very long, but it also helps figure out where you're going and what are the, some of the things you might need to address, both from an on-court perspective and a personnel perspective, when you lose a player like Damian Lillard and the team has to go out and perform in his absence. One absence the Trailblazers are still dealing with is not having Gary Payton too, who has not yet played this season as he rehabs a season from the core muscle surgery he had in July. Expecting an update on Gary sometime soon. We are at about the two weeks since the team last gave us an update. My understanding is that he's ramped up his workload as he's doing more on-court activity, and the hope is that he'll be able to get back soon. But with any injury in which there's an extended period of inactivity, getting back into NBA shape in order to lessen the chance of re-injury takes time. And I wouldn't say it's one of the more difficult parts of the process, but it's one of the parts of the process that's most difficult to gauge. With injuries, you can generally say, guy has a sprained ankle, he's going to be out X amount of times depending on the severity of the sprain. But when you're working your way back into fitness after surgery, you really have to make sure that everything's completely squared away before he gets cleared to return to the court. And especially when you're trying to catch up to guys who are already in NBA game shape, that can take a little bit of time. So I don't know exactly when Gary's going to be back. The team will probably tell us in the next couple days what the timeline is for Gary but my expectation is he's still going to be out for a bit longer. Well, now that we've got all our injuries news squared away, let's go ahead and turn our sights to the next game versus the Houston Rockets. Blazers host the 1-4 Rockets at the Moda Center Friday night. Houston lost their first three games this season versus the Hawks, Grizzlies, and Bucks before handing the Utah Jazz their only loss of the season thus far. Only team in the NBA that can say they beat the Utah Jazz, and uh, as of right now, that ain't nothing. Though they did lose the rubber match to to the Utah Jazz a couple days later in their last game. Kevin Porter Jr. is averaging 21.4 points and 42% shooting from the field and 40% shooting from three, 6.4 rebounds, 5.4 assists, and 34.6 minutes per game. Jabari Smith, the third pick of the 2022 NBA draft out of Auburn, is averaging 12.4 points, but on just 35% shooting from the 
the field. He's actually shooting better from three than he is from the field this season, which is not necessarily a good thing for a big man, even if you are a shooting big man. He's also averaging 7.4 rebounds and a block and an assist per game. The Battle of Jabari's Friday night at the Moda Center. Jabari Smith Jr. versus Jabari Walker who probably won't get to see a whole lot of minutes. So though he did get his first NBA points a few games ago versus the Denver Nuggets, got the game ball for that. Jabari Walker shooting 100% from the field for the season, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. Jabari also having his shorts on backwards in the game versus the Miami Heat. I've been doing this for a long time. First time I've ever seen the guy on the court with his shorts on backwards. And from what I hear, the Miami bench, particularly the veterans, were uh, roasting him unmercifully uh, for that mistake, which, you know, if anyone makes that mistake, they're probably going to get roasted a bit, especially for a rookie. There's no other way to go around that. You just got to take it. I'm expecting Damian Lillard, Gary Payton too, Trinan Watford, and Olivier Sarr to all miss that game due to injury. On the Rockets front, Bruno Fernando and Ty Ty Washington both missed Houston's last game versus the Jazz. Alperin Sanguin has been listed as day-to-day, and he's missed their last two games, so not yet sure what his status is going to be for the game versus Trailblazers. But the big question is who will start in Damian Lillard's place, assuming that he does not play Friday night versus the Rockets. They could go with Justice Winslow at the three and bump Josh Hart up to the two, seeing as Justice has been the first player off the bench so far this season. Rocks don't really play with a traditional center, so you might want to reserve Justice's minutes for some small ball lineups, which we've seen them had success with, but you could probably still also do that while starting Justice. Kind of the same idea with Nasir Little. Does he get the start with Josh going to shooting guard? Nas has looked more and more comfortable each and every game. This could be the opportunity for him to show what he can do in that starting lineup without Damien at least. And for both Justice and Nasir, who are hoping to get the start at the three that end up going to Josh Hart, part of me feels like since it was such a close competition, one of those two guys will be the guy who ends up starting Friday night versus the Rockets. We're still not really familiar with the way that Chauncey likes to deal with these situations, considering that last season was mostly a wash. So if we had a better sense of, does Chauncey like to keep his rotations in order? Does he like to just throw the guy out there who's been the first off the bench? Those things we don't really have a good sense of, or at least I don't have a very good sense of those things right now. So it's a bit of a mystery which direction Chauncey's going to go. And I'd say Chauncey has thrown quite a few curveballs this season anyways in terms of lineups, which I think is probably something that Chauncey kind of likes to do. And it makes a lot of sense you're trying to keep your opponent off balance to kind of change things up and maybe not have a standard way that you always deal with these situations. But again, in that regard, I'm not even sure what Chauncey's standard way of dealing with these situations is. So we'll get a good sense of that Friday night. Of course, the one caveat there is Shaden Sharp. Does Chauncey give Shaden Sharp, who has looked very good in his first five games as a professional, does Chauncey go with a rookie, give him his first start after he put up 15 points and eight rebounds in the loss versus the Heat? The Rockets are a young team and you could argue that it's a good situation to get Shaden his first start. But is he really ready? Do you want to put him over the veterans who are competing for that three slot? Shaden is more of a two than any of the other guys. So in that regard, maybe it makes some sense to go with Shaden since it does preserve your lineup of having Josh Hart still at the three. But I think they've also played enough with Anthony Simons, Josh Hart, and Nasir Little and or Justice Winslow to where you don't feel uncomfortable if that is your starting lineup. But if you're looking for a way to, again, preserve your rotations a little bit. I think that perhaps you go with Shaden Sharp, bring Keon Johnson off the bench in Shaden Sharp's place to soak up about the 15 minutes that Shaden has been getting. I don't know direction Chauncey's going to go. I have a pretty good sense of where I think fans want Chauncey to go. I think everyone wants to see more Shaden Sharp. So giving him the start, I imagine, would be the preferred option from the fan base and probably from a few in the media as well. But that's a TBD. We'll have to find out pregame. And I'm curious if Chauncey's going to tell us before the game which direction he's going to go, seeing as how he has been a bit cagey with some of his lineups and just the right amount of cagey too. Chauncey has found a really good line between letting people know where he's at and what he's thinking 
happening and which direction the team is going, while also preserving a little bit of mystery to keep the opponents a little off balance. So we'll have to wait till Friday pregame to figure out if Chance is going to tell us who is going to start. And if not, we'll find out about 45 minutes before the game. Obviously, you'd rather have Damien out there, but the mystery of who is going to get that start in Damien's place adds a little bit of extra assignment to this game Friday night as well. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, the Blazers, for the first time, will be favored this season. This game opening up with the Blazers favored by six and a half points and with a money line of minus 245. They are 4-1 against the spread. Have to beat the Rockets by seven points in order to continue their run versus the spread. We'll see if they can do it. And that is going to about do it for this edition of The Briefcase. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back early next week. Blazers playing Friday and then four days off. We'll definitely hit you sometime in those four days to discuss the game versus the Grizzlies, any injury news we might have to report, and also take a look at the first extended road trip the Trailblazers are going to be going on at the end of next week, where they will face the Suns twice before heading to the East Coast to face a number of Eastern Conference teams. So please join us again for the next Briefcase. Like and subscribe. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you again real soon.